Hello friends, Mike and Jody Cleveland here with you to talk about Testimony Tuesday. And Jody, this is one of my favorite days because we have the opportunity of seeing into people's lives and seeing what changes the gospel makes. Right, and it is so wonderful to rejoice to see that while we're all unique and our situations are all different, the gospel comes to our hearts with power and it transforms our lives equally. Amen. And that is just something to celebrate. Yes, it is. Well, let's read today one testimony from CJ. It's from the Purity Bootcamp course. I'll read it here. He says that this course has been heart and life changing for me. The constant diligent reminder to wash at the cross, walk by the Spirit, and war against the flesh has been priceless to my life. At first, I was a bit skeptical of an online study and another course where I thought for sure we'd break down the problem of me and focus on the problem of me, and then I would be told that I alone can make the changes to fix myself. I was wrong. (laughs) From the first to the last lesson, the focus was on Jesus, his work on the cross, who he is, and his nature. I've learned to go to the cross with all my guilt. 25 plus years of living in sexual immorality from porn to adultery. I've learned to wash there in the fountain of grace, mercy, love, and eternal life, which removes the weight of my guilt and shame. At the cross, I see what I am, but more importantly, I see him for who he is and what he has already done. Not only did Christ die to forgive my sins, past, present, and future, that would have been enough, but he defeated, defeated the flesh, the world, and the devil. He has already been the victor in this battle of sin. He has already conquered the enemies I'm struggling with, which is why I can go to him humbly and honestly and receive strength and grace in my time of need. I love the guidance on establishing my battle plan. I needed that, but I also loved how I was continually encouraged to pray and revise it. One of the biggest lessons I've learned is that God is for me. He actually desires me to come to him with all my sins and filth, all the dirt and shame. He has already satisfied his anger and judgment for them by pouring out his wrath on his own son. Jesus, while he was on the cross. He doesn't have any anger or revenge waiting for me, only forgiveness, mercy, grace, and love. It sets me free, knowing that I don't have to perfect my own performance for him to love me. He already loves me and is willing to walk out my struggles and weaknesses and change my heart and life. He wants to do this work in you and me. Through these 30 lessons, the Lord has restored my joy in knowing him. I was so ashamed, and to be honest, proud, that I had fallen into sexual sin again. I was an elder in my church and worship leader, and I just wanted to dig a hole and crawl into it physically and spiritually. My focus was on myself, and I am depressing. But I was reminded that I'm just another sinner saved by the gracious work of Christ on the cross. What a beautiful cross. How joyful to wake up and remember that I am just dust formed into a man, 
but I'm loved by the most wonderfully gracious, eternally merciful and loving Father. Get this, he actually likes me. In fact, he loves me and wants to spend time with me. It's overwhelming to comprehend. So, when I started this course, I was 15 days, quote, clean and struggling for every moment in my own strength. Since starting this course, walking away from my lusts by the power and victory that the Lord has already won has become easier. My lusts and passions still come at me hard and earnest. However, I have a battle plan to keep me from falling off the cliff right away, and I've learned where to take those desires. Victory no longer seems foreign or for someone else. Victory has already been won by Jesus and is given to me if I will just enter into the battle. I recommend this course to anyone struggling with sexual immorality. The lessons and the way your mind will change when you continually look at Christ instead of yourself are life-changing. Give yourself to the lessons even when you don't feel like it, and you'll find that by the end you're blessed. Oh, isn't that beautiful? So, so good. I I loved how he just, right from the gate, right from the beginning of his testimony, he says, I thought it was going to be like all the rest of the courses, but I was wrong, right? And isn't that just the way it is? Um, you and I, that was our own experience. People told us we were the problem. You are the problem. You are worthless. You are, you know, wicked. You need to get out. Get out. I can't even mm. look at you. Get away from me. Right. Yeah. And that's not true. Mm. And here CJ has discovered this, that, that shaming people and pointing the finger at them and telling them that they just need to make better choices. They need to do things differently. doesn't fix them. Right. Well, the world says, be the solution that you want to see. Religion says, you need to change, and only you can make the choice. You must decide. You must, you must, you must. Now, question, if we could just do that, then did Jesus need to die? No. And so what we're looking at is a a wrong solution to someone ensnared in sin. Someone who has fallen down into a pit, and there and and the the mall of the walls are muddy and he's trying to you know climb out and keep slipping back in you do not want to come along to that person yell down at them be the change that you want to see you right yell down was, at them only you can climb out of this pit right now these I are was really dumb solutions. of you to get in that pit you right? know these I are that one <laughs> yeah and this is religion religion tells you you should not have done that mm. you really need to change you know right well duh <laughs> <laughs> i knew that before i fell in <laughs> right and isn't this right. the story of the good samaritan yes. you know the the person who went down from jerusalem to jericho fell into the hands of robbers right. and they beat him to within an inch of his life and the bible says they left him half dead mm-hmm. on the side of the road which is a great illustration of us in sin mm-hmm. half dead because we're dead spiritually but alive to the physical pleasures and temptations and lusts so we're half dead mm-hmm. well then religion comes by and what do they do they cross the street to get away from that mess right. that we, we are look down on it 
kick dust at it, maybe shout a few. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have come down here like that. Right. You ought to know better. What were you thinking? Shame on you. Right. <laughs> Goodness, I've heard it all. <laughs> oh, all these things. It's religion. It is. Okay. Well, the cross ruins your religion. Yeah. Thank God. Because the cross shows Jesus coming as a rescuer. Right. From heaven to earth, at the cost of his own life, he picks us up. He he brushes us off. He tends to our wounds. He pours on oil and wine. And then it says, he took the man to the place of rest and paid. He paid for his rest. By the way, if you remember, he paid enough for two days. Mm -hmm. Because on the third day, he was going to (laughs) return. And Jesus died for us because we are not able to do better, try harder, you know, wish away our impurity. But Jesus shed blood to cover our sin. He died to forgive you, to remove your sin from you, to take it on himself, to become sin for you so that you could be free of your sin. If Jesus took your guilt on himself, it's no longer your guilt. He took it. It's not yours. You're free from guilt Mm -hmm. by simple faith. In Jesus, and Jody, this is where we have to start right. with with coming to the cross and seeing the blood shed. Mm-hmm. Now, some people have criticized that we don't talk about fighting, about fighting our flesh, oh. but we want to talk about it in the order in which Scripture presents. Right. So, the first thing we do is learn to wash at the cross, mm-hmm. um, because the first thing that Jesus does is forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Right. And as we're coming to the cross, the Holy Spirit gets involved. He does. Right? Galatians 3, 1 to 5. Look how the cross that Paul painted is accompanied by the power of the Spirit. Right. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul says, I'm not going to know anything except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Why? So that the power of the Spirit would rest on you, so mm-hmm. that divine power would be yours. Right. We can now walk by the Spirit as we come to the cross. Well, if you walk by the Spirit... You don't gratify the lusts of your flesh, Galatians 5.16. Only then are we clear-headed enough to seek the Lord for a plan of battle. Mm -hmm. And then we learn to fight. Not in our own strength anymore, but by the power of God's Spirit working within us. So we're no longer white-knuckling it and gritting our teeth and saying, we're going to do better next time. Mm No, it's totally different now. Now we're actually fighting from a resting position. Right. And you see that in CJ's testimony. You see how he said, um, you know, now, because I'm not weighed down by all the guilt and shame of 25 years of failure, right? Mm. Now I'm not there anymore. Now I've been able to establish a battle plan that I needed, Mm. and I was encouraged to pray and revise it. Mm-hmm. So as he was fighting where there were weaknesses, mm-hmm. he was encouraged um, in the lessons to revise as needed. Right. Right. And as he was washing at the cross and receiving the power of the Holy Spirit, he was given wisdom and understanding to modify his battle plan and therefore fight and become 
victorious, right. to overcome the evil one because the word of God was dwelling in him. Amen. That's beautiful. Right? Uh, one of the things that I appreciate, this man was a pastor. Uh, or I still is, leader. I guess. A worship leader. And an elder. And mm-hmm. an elder. Now, look at the difference between having an elder who was previously ensnared in mm-hmm. sin because a truism is that as the shepherd go, so go the sheep. Mm. As, as Hosea chapter 4 and 5 talk about how the priests led the people into captivity, into sin, by their worship of Baal. Mm. And so they were had a false worship, and it resulted in being trapped, the people being trapped. Right. But the opposite of that is true as well. Uh, as the pastor begins overcoming mm. because they've been washing mm-hmm. at the cross and walking by the Spirit. They're now fully clothed in armor, and, and they're able now to defeat the evil one and lead their people into victory as well because you can never lead someone where you're not. Right. Um, we, we know we've tried that ourselves. We've seen other pastors try. They get up and put on a really good show, but they're just play acting. Mm. Uh, but this pastor that we read about here is not flirting with the devil. Mm-hmm. He's not kissing the serpent and then coming to people with serpent breath, mm-hmm. right? He's breathing the air of heaven. Yeah. He's kissing walking the sun. And, <laughs> kissing the sun. Psalm chapter two, Psalm kiss two. the sun, yes. right? And so this is an excitement for me because of all the lives that he's going to touch, not just his own personal freedom, because God never sets us free just so we can, you know, ourselves worship. It's to affect other people. Right. It's like um, what Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 about when we cleanse ourselves from this impurity, right? We become vessels that are useful to the master. And that's what has happened in CJ's life. And I'm super, super happy for him and so thankful. Um, Just praising God for the work that he's done there. Yeah, I, I really like that passage you brought up because Paul's using the analogy of some instruments in a house being there for common purpose Mm -hmm, and some being for extraordinary um, purposes. And then he makes this statement, if you cleanse yourself, Mm -hmm. you will be a vessel useful to the master. He does. Uh, And this is how we become fruitful in ministry. It's how our own walk is transformed. It's simply by cleansing ourselves. Well, what do we have to do to cleanse ourselves? Come to the cross. Right. Right. Where the fountain is flowing, right? Yeah. We come to where the fountain was opened. Yes. And as we come and sit under the cross, oh my, what do we see? We see Jesus becoming dirty. Right. He actually took our sin on himself and became mired in the filth. Right. He said that, and CJ said that. He said, at the cross, I don't just see what I am. Right, a sinner in need. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't, I don't see just that, but I see what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. This beautiful exchange that has happened, that is life transforming. He said that repeatedly. It's mm-hmm. life transforming, life changing. Yeah. And um, and that's what when we look to the cross and we remember that our sins are forgiven, then we grow in grace, mm-hmm. and we mature 
and we're able to overcome and we become we become actually grow up into Jesus. We right. grow up and become mothers and fathers who are spiritually strong and mature, have a deep relationship with Jesus Christ, and we can help others who were caught in sin traps. Right. Not look down on them, not berate them, not be mean to them. Right. Not you know, scrutinize them. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Yeah. And, and this is the power of the cross, to, to change not only our hearts, but our thinking, our minds, Hallelujah. where we begin to see not only ourselves, but others differently. Right. We, we see them as people for whom Christ died. Right. And we would never want to hurt them. Right. Now, we may hurt them, or they may hurt us, but it's not intentionally, and we seek forgiveness, and... Why? Because we love now. The cross has filled us with love. This is why we focus on this beautiful, terrible cross. Right. Because it is so powerful. Remember, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation and the power for us who are being saved. Right. 1 Corinthians 1.18. So we know that we want to walk in power, Mm -hmm. so we have to study the gospel. And as we study the gospel, the good news, we begin to overcome. The word of God begins living in us. Why? Because there's no sin that blocks the flow of the Holy Spirit. Right. I mean, I remember years ago, you remember me like this too, but just absolutely, you know, you've, you've heard the term writer's block. Mm. You know, well, it's called Christian block, right? Where you can't right. live the Christian life because the sin has so weighed you down with guilt and shame and tripped you up in your walk and you're laying in the ditch. Right. What do you need? Do you need someone to tell you to stop laying in the ditch? <laughs> to get up and do better next time? No. We already talked about that. No. You need the cross of Christ where he came down as the rescuer and came down as the one who would lift you up out of that ditch. You know, there there were instructions in the old covenant about an ox that had fallen in a ditch. Right. And he said, uh, hey, if, if you see your neighbor's ox in a ditch, wouldn't you lift it up? Why? Well, of course, that's neighborly, but it's a reference to the gospel that Jesus came down into our ditch of sin. Right. And there he rescued this ox out of the ditch and set us free. And if the sun set you free, you are free indeed. Right. So I rejoice in this testimony from CJ today and, and I love to share Testimony Tuesday with you. I'd love to share it with you too. Praise God.